And again, it all started with the clinician who understood the problem and was passionate about solving it. She might've not had all the skills in doing this, but she knew how to work with the research faculty because we had helped her learn the process. Hello, and welcome to Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. I'm Jill Farmer, one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com, and I'm really excited today to be joined by Dr. Lilith Garibian. She is an MD-PhD researcher in dermatology at Harvard Medical School and MGH in Boston, and the co-founder of an organization called the Magic Wand Initiative. And I just find this fascinating, Lilith, because what you did it kind of has the potential to revolutionize medicine and not only academic medicine, but medicine across the country. So tell us a little bit about how the Magic Wand Initiative was born and how it came into being. Sure. Thank you, Jill, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to tell you about our journey in initiating this Magic Wand initiative. It really started in 2013. My mentor and colleague, Dr. Rock Sanderson, told me that it was his New Year's resolution in 2013 to engage more clinicians in our department in problem-led research and innovation. And he recruited me to join him in making this happen back in 2013. And of course, I gladly said yes, because I was one of those people who took the chance to learn this process of innovation, engage in problem-based innovation, and saw firsthand the impact that it was able to have in my life and in my research. And I said, I'll be more than happy to join you to help teach other clinicians how to engage, how to learn the process so they could be more empowered in identifying problems and working on solving them collaboratively with our research faculty. Because what's really the problem? There's a silo, right? People are researching what they have an academic interest in, and then clinicians are working really, really hard and seeing repeated problems in their patients that don't have a solution. And so you and Rock said, okay, wait a second. Like We're so siloed that we're missing out on something that could really change patients' lives. Correct. Is that right? Do I have that Correct. right? You, you have it right. You know, so one of the unintended consequences of our new healthcare system is that we have unintentionally separated passionate clinicians from doing innovative research and collaborating with our research faculty to solve problems. So clinicians nowadays, unfortunately, don't have the time, the resources, the education, or even the permission to step back, identify unmet clinical problems and solve them. And I truly believe that if we could change this, if we could allow our clinicians to find problems and solve them, not only will we benefit our patients, but also everybody, all the stakeholders in this, what we call biomedical innovation pathway, which includes hospitals, which includes the industry that commercializes the products and also many other people. Yeah. And so how does the Magic Wand Initiative solve that problem of if, if clinicians are listening to this going, well, yeah, I don't have enough time and I've got too much outside pressure. How does the Magic Wand Initiative change that for them? Yeah. I mean, first, you know, you have to kind of raise awareness and show clinicians the power they have. My mentor always says, you know, as clinicians, we have the front row seats to mother nature's drama. 
Mm-hmm. When you really sit and think about it, it's really true. I mean, every day we go to work and what do we see? Problems, unsolved problem, unsolved issues that most of us have the tendency to just ignore and run away from, right? Mm-hmm. But if we change our mindset and look at problems as opportunities, we find a way to stop and pay attention to problems, then that opens up opportunities. The way we got the program started is we went to faculty meeting. We printed this 3D magic ones that said Therm Magic on it. And we passed it around to our faculty and said, keep this in your white coat pocket. When you're in clinic, every time you come across a problem that you're just tired of seeing or you feel passionate about finding a better way to solve this, stop, take out your magic wand and write down the problem on a piece of paper. So the reason we called this program Magic Wand was because we said, if you had a magic wand in your pocket, you know, Mm -hmm. what problem would you want to solve? And what qualities would you want to see in the solution? And the magic wand obviously didn't have any magical powers. It was more of a gimmick to allow this really, you know, tired and kind of overworked physicians an opportunity to just stop and pay attention to problems and just write it down to bring to a brainstorming session we were organizing. I think it's important to kind of lead an organized process of engaging the clinicians. A lot of universities, hospitals have innovation programs, you know, but you're kind of on your own, you know, like Mm -hmm. in trying to do that. And some people will do that because they're super motivated or super passionate. But a lot of clinicians that are busy doing everyday clinic, you know, they need then some sort of organized process. And this is what the magic one did. And when we brought all our clinicians to this brainstorming session, we engaged everyone and like looking at this list of problems and just talking about the facts, no solutions, just facts. And the reason for that, Jill, is because the first and the most important step of solving any problem is to identify the problem correctly. Mm-hmm. There's a famous quote from Albert Einstein who said, if I had one hour to solve a problem, I would spend 95% of the time learning and understanding the problem and only mm-hmm. 5% on the solution. So that's what we wanted to teach our clinicians. When we brought them to this brainstorming session, You know, we had them kind of discuss the problem, the facts, the issues related to it, whose problem is it, why is it still a problem? And shockingly, we solved 50% of the problems by just discussing it. <laughs> mm. And then what we were able to do is vet the list and find the ones that are truly worth solving and then assign a lead clinician to each problem and help support them in working with clinical faculty to advance this work forward. Yeah, and so that initial system, as you've been able to systemize it and duplicate it, has really seen success now multiple times in multiple places, even now moving internationally. I know you've gotten some support to be able to move this internationally. Can you give us an example or two of one of these patient problems that showed up in this Magic Wand initiative system that is now headed toward a solution that's going to impact patients? Yes. So, I'll give you two examples. One was a clinical faculty who had done a lot of work on cellulitis. She brought in the problem of identifying a better objective measure of diagnosing cellulitis as the problem she wants to find the solution for. Currently, Jill, what happens is that cellulitis is very difficult to diagnose. A lot of times, you know, we get consulted as dermatologists for diagnosis. 
or patients get misdiagnosed, they get admitted, they are given antibiotics for many days unnecessarily when it's not really cellulitis, it's something called stasis dermatitis. So if we had a better objective measure of actually diagnosing this, then, you know, we wouldn't spend all those times money in mistreating patients. So she felt that this was something that was worth solving. So we met with her, we understood the problem. In detail, we made what we call specification sheet, which is what are the criteria that you want your ideal solution to have. From there, we brainstormed with her some strategy, and then we connected her with the engineers and the researcher who had the know-how to help her fix this. Because one thing you have to realize is a clinician doesn't have time to go work in the lab, you know, to do Mm -hmm. all the engineering for a device to make this happen. But when you link them to work with the research faculty collaboratively, then everybody benefits. The research faculty love it because now they can make a device that is used in clinic that makes their work more clinically applicable. Right. So they're not just like sort of picking a problem from a vacuum. They're taking something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they work together. They have a device. They test it in patients. The first round, they're making the second prototype now to take it to clinics. So it's really exciting. Cool. And then what's the second example that you thought of? Oh yeah. The second example. So we formed this program into virtual curriculum as well. So we have now clinicians all over us, dermatology residents, fellows attending, participating in it. So one other clinician who was a resident actually at UC Irvine, she learned our process. She participated in our curriculum And actually during COVID crisis, when there was such a huge unmet need of personal protective equipment for clinicians, she actually took what she had learned. She worked with engineering faculty, UC Irvine, and developed a new way of making PPEs that's reusable because you're able to re-sterilize and, you know, created thousands of this, right? Like her story was covered in LA Times. She got a huge award from a medical association for this innovative work. And again, it all started with the clinician who understood the problem and was passionate about solving it. She might've not had all the skills in doing this, but she knew how to work with the research faculty because we had helped her learn the process. Yeah, and I know you and Dr. Anderson, you know, co-founded this now seven years ago, eight years ago, and you've worked really, really, really hard to have it now so that it's launched so that really any physician in the country could learn about this. Is that right? So currently it's specifically in dermatology. We were very fortunate to have support from Leo Pharma to launch this in Europe. So (laughs) we're teaching the European dermatologists about this process. But our goal and our vision is to expand this to all other specialties because there's nothing about the magic wand process that cannot be applied to other specialties or other problems, right? Right. The PPP example from Irvine tells that, right? That's a universal issue that was uh, affecting everybody in medicine this year. Correct. Correct. So what we've done is that we've redesigned this design process to apply to clinical problems. And we've done it in a way where the clinician starts and leads the process. Mm -hmm. And that allows more clinicians to engage. We've taken this to the departments, to the clinicians directly, and they feel empowered that they have a role here and they Mm -hmm. have an important role to play. And 
when they do that, you know, we see huge impact on patient care. I mean, I just think about Dr. Anderson's idea that I want to figure out how to make this better for people. And you're seeing now a few years later, the practical results of that are having a really big impact. It's got to just be incredibly rewarding. It's really fun, you know, because I think I love helping people realize and use the powers they have because sometimes people don't see it, you know, and Mm -hmm. like when you have that happen and they see it and they do something that makes such a huge impact, it's so fun and amazing to see because I think clinicians have a lot of power. You know, it's just that I feel like over the years, you know, we've kind of lost the ability to believe that we have that power. And this Mm -hmm. program sort of reestablishes that. And, you know, I will say that ultimately it's not just the clinician who benefits the patients. Obviously we do this all for the patients, but also industry, you know, like Mm -hmm. industry, it will be the entity that will then commercialize those solutions. So they will benefit from that investors who invest money in this industry, in this program. So everybody benefits when we work together collaboratively. So we are looking for more industry support to help expand this, like you said, to other subspecialties. Yeah, it's just such a great example of where, you know, we just get caught in these silos in our lives and oftentimes don't see that we are in that place. And so ideas like this, that then you actually took the effort to to blaze the new trail and to systemize it and to turn it into something that wasn't just, yeah, we wish, you know, because that's what we do a lot of, right? Well, I sure would be better if uh, clinicians and researchers could better collaborate. And so to take that problem of that lack of collaboration, that siloing and make it into something that's having such a big impact is really exciting. And something else you said, you know, as a coach, that's one of my favorite things to do is to help people see those strengths. Like you guys are helping the clinicians to recognize that some of this stuff is comes as naturally as breathing to them. So they don't really value it, right? Because Mm -hmm. they're so used to having to work so hard to get the information to be masterful. And the whole training process for physicians is so arduous that sometimes the stuff that comes as naturally as breathing is like, oh, I really wish I could solve this problem that shows up in my patients because I want them to not suffer in that way. That that can be our biggest strength sometimes is the stuff that comes as naturally as breathing. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's very fun. So if somebody wants more information about the Magic Wand Initiative, how can they find out about it to educate themselves and see if this is something that, that could support their life and mission in the world? Yeah. So we have a website, www.magicwandinitiative.org. The website could give you a little bit more information, or if anybody's interested, they can email us at info at magicwandinitiative.org or .com and, you know, get more information. We, as I said, are doing this for dermatology this year in US and in Europe, but, you know, keep tuning. Um, We might expand this to other specialties next year. Yeah. And I think whatever specialty you're in, if you check it out and begin to understand about it as it expands, and if it's interesting to you, reach out. So it's magicwandinitiative.org. Go check it out. Dr. Lilith Grubian from Harvard Medical School and MGH in Boston. Thank you so much for coming and explaining something that has so much potential to really impact medicine in an incredibly positive way. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in today on the Doc Working, the Whole Physician podcast. It's always great to have you here. And we hope you tune in next time for more meaningful conversations. Until then, have a great day.
Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number 1. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast.